last night, Sarah and I were getting together with a bunch of friends of ours celebrating our friend Mark's birthday, and another buddy of mine was there, Kurt, and he mentioned offhand that he wished I would record more of these Daily Guinness podcast episodes with my bass in my hands. And it's like, man, you should be you should be playing more music while you're recording the podcast. So I'm sitting here in my studio. I've got my bass in my hands, and I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll just like loop something here real quick and play along with it for a second. Holy crap. Uh, okay. Um, I want to talk to you today about making mistakes or how my mindset and approach to that has changed over the years because of a few things that have happened to me. But as I'm like noodling over this, I'm thinking, well, why don't I just put my money where my mouth is uh, and just make like try to make a couple like musical mistakes here. Okay. Um, I'm playing in, what is this? I'm doing right now. I'm playing in F major. I'm going to I'm going to hit this loop back on that I just recorded. I'm going to start like my noodling over it on a wrong note, like something you'd, I'd consider a mistake instead of playing the major third. I'm going to play the uh, I'm going to play the minor third over what's like a major scale. So this like technically this G sharp is a, what you'd consider a wrong note or mistake uh, in this loop, but uh, I'm just going to like embrace it and sit over it for a second. Uh, like, this is kind of goofy. I'm I'm kind of digging this. I'm gonna play, like I'm trying to think here. What's an even more wrong note in this? If I'm playing F uh, major, I think like a an F sharp would be one of the most wrong notes you could play if you were soling over this progression. So maybe I'll like embrace one of the most wrong notes I can possibly play here. It just makes me want to play this. Here's the deal. The reason I even thought of doing that right now is because like, when I first started out with music, I thought my job as a bass player was essentially to not make mistakes, right? Like, screw creating something that evoked emotion in people listening. Skip uh, being, like, creative or collaboration. No, no. My job was to learn a song and perform it note by notes, like placing all the right notes at all the right times and to play it down as perfectly as humanly possible, creating myself a machine because that's what people wanted. Uh, or so I thought. So there I am. I am going to college for music. And in the middle of all this, I hear a quote from Jerry Seinfeld when he says, if you're a good comedian, making mistakes and bombing on stage can actually make the show better. So here I am. I'm a, I'm a young musician and I'm, I'm just at the beginning of my journey. And I'm hearing 
hearing Jerry Seinfeld say this and I'm like, okay, this might actually be a load of crap. I mean, I'm in college and the entire reason to pay for this pointless music degree is mainly so that I can just learn how to get good enough to not play wrong notes and make mistakes on stage. Like my gut is telling me there might be something more to just walking on stage with the main goal of spending the next hour and a half focusing on just playing the right notes at the right time. Yeah, my heart's telling me that. Sure. Jerry Seinfeld is wildly successful and a brilliant performer. He's been walking on stage since before I was born. And sure, I can learn to not let mistakes derail and ruin an entire evening, but there's no way in hell that they can actually make things better, right? So I ignored his possible life-altering wisdom that he's dropping that, and I went back to trying to focus on playing all the right notes until here I am 15 years later, and now I know that Seinfeld couldn't have been more right. So much, in fact, that it's... A truth, I think, that actually is bigger than music. It's bigger than just performing on stage. It's something so massive, it might just have to do with every aspect of my life. Or maybe I'm just being dramatic about this again. Either way, I want to tell you about a mistake that happened uh, in a recent show that I was playing with. I didn't make a mistake. The artist I was playing with, Michael Shines, made a mistake. Loser! On, st on stage. I'm just kidding, by the way. Shines rules. Um, but there was, there was a mistake. Something unintentional that happened uh, during the show and what happened afterwards was so freaking brilliant that the show was actually 100% totally better and more interesting because of it here's why So it's a Friday night, and I'm in Rochester, Minnesota, playing at the Civic Center with an artist and good friend of mine named Michael Shines. Come on, Michael Shines. Actually, everybody on stage was uh, good friends of mine. David Sutton uh, playing violin, Andre Rodriguez was playing keys, Alex Young was playing drums, and my buddy Jasper Nephew was on guitar. We we're just having this blast the entire time, hanging out. It's like one of those, like, man, there's there's just something so magical about playing with close friends because it's then it becomes like not just the music on stage is the point of the entire thing. Like it's the times in between the music that's enjoyable too. So we're all just hanging out and we're having a blast playing the show. So in the middle of this show, all of a sudden, Michael accidentally steps on this pedal of his that he doesn't mean to. It's a vocoder pedal, and so he's running his microphone through it. And it's actually a really brilliant device. And what this thing does is you run uh, your, a microphone into it, and then you can have different effects. And he utilizes it in a really interesting way during his live performances. But all of a sudden, we're playing this tune, and he hits it, and it does like this wonky, like robot voice. And I've I've realized now, after so many years of performing on stage with different artists, like this moment, something happens that everybody there recognizes. Oh, this is not part of this was not like intentional part of the set. This is something like a mistake or whatever. Something happens, everybody recognizes it, 
And this is what separates the professionals from the amateurs, in my opinion. You have a few options. The, like the very core, like the amateur will let it completely derail you. You have another option. You Well, you could just like pretend it didn't happen. Everybody knows it did happen. So you, you could just pretend it didn't and try to move on with the show. And hopefully everybody will forget. Nobody will. But you, hopefully you'll just, we can all just acknowledge it without acknowledging it and move on. If there's this other option, like, well, you can embrace it and acknowledge it and let this situation pull you deeper into the moment. This is what Michael does. And I thought it was so brilliant. Like even in the moment, I was just like smiling to myself because it's so brilliant. What he did was after the song, uh, he acknowledged it. He's like, oh my gosh, I accidentally stepped on this vocoder pedal. And he's like, oh, let me actually show you what this pedal is doing that I use in this set. And he's like, I can make myself sound like a robot. So he hits it uh, and he skims through and he, he's even kind of talking to himself. He's like, let's see, uh, what other uh, what other effects do I have in here? And he goes through, hits on a harmony and he sings through it. And people, you could see in the audience, like this something that was like, oh, like a mistake. This isn't, this is makes the show worse. Something like that is actually making this show way more interesting for everybody that's there. Even I'm sitting behind him like, oh yeah, I love this. He starts showing off, he even like throws in a few like jokes in there. Oh man, this one's hilarious. This, I would never use this and it's so non-musical. I would never use it in a musical setting, but it sounds hilarious. Check this out. And it was amazing and I genuinely feel like the show was better because of it like if I had to go back in time or something like that and if I had the choice of I don't whatever like saying would I have the show without that mistake and this happening or would I have it with it it was way better he took control of the situation and he uh he, he just embraced the situation and, and I think it was one of the most professional things I've ever stood behind and so as I'm thinking about this I'm thinking of other stories that come to mind that have nothing to do with me like um Monty Python years ago did a string of arena shows. I think it was like seven nights in a row. And the Monty Python guys are apparently friends with one of my all-time favorite comedians, Eddie Izzard, who was there to support them uh, watching a few nights back-to-back -back shows. He was just out in the crowd uh, taking it in. And apparently what happened the very, like one of the last nights is uh, one of the guys in Monty Python accidentally did something before walking out on stage to do a specific bit. And before walking out, he hit his head on a stage uh, prop and it cut him on the forehead, but he didn't know it cut him. So here he is. He walks right out on stage and he is uh, he's starting to bleed over his forehead. And he says a line of dialogue to uh, one of the other guys and who just looks at him and freezes for a moment, seeing this trickle of blood coming down his head it, like threw off the flow of everybody in this thing because they're all trying to figure out what do we do do we keep doing this and they ended up just kind of dancing around it and acknowledging like talking about like oh what's wrong with your head and like made it part of this whole thing and they just kept going through it they walked off stage end of the show and at the end of the show eddie izzard comes back to talk to the guys and they were like oh man that was just the worst show did you see what happened they would like threw us all off and izzard goes are you kidding me? That was one of your best performances all week. They're like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, well, it, like, it, like, put me in the moment. Like, yeah, I've seen your show. Like, we've all seen these bits that we've grown up with. And now all of a sudden we see something that we think we know is going to, we know how it's going to end. But all of a sudden a wrench gets thrown in the wheel and you went with it and it was fresh and it was funny and it was in the moment. It was something none of your fans have ever seen before. It was actually amazing. It was one of my favorites uh, evenings of the entire week. So I find myself thinking about this. I find myself 
thinking about mistakes. And all of a sudden, all these other quotes start coming to mind. I think of like one time in another interview, John Cleese uh, from Monty Python said that there's no such thing as a mistake when you're being creative. And even like a musical genius like Paul McCartney once said, I specialize in mistakes. He was talking about how he like he makes mistakes all the time and he says it actually like songs have come out of mistakes that he's made. And I was thinking about this. I'm thinking about uh, all of this and the options that we have when it comes to mistakes. I don't know. Not, <laughs> options. That's a load of bullshit. Actually, what I'm thinking about is let me be honest, I'm thinking about how many years I freaking wasted just like having my main goal, just whatever I do, don't make a mistake. Just don't like my main thing, like just, and I realize now like that actually might have been a mistake to focus so much on trying not to make mistakes. And I was telling this to Sarah this morning about, I was thinking about uh, recording this uh, Daily Guinness podcast episode, and she's like, actually, you saying all this actually makes me think of us burning the Christmas tree we had last year. And by this, she meant that like, every uh, year we go out and we get a Christmas tree, and last year we decided we would, we would haul it out, uh, we'd break it down, and we would burn it. And she said the same like tinder and branches and leaves that you could throw on a small smoldering fire could put that fire out. But those th those same branches and leaves could be thrown on a different fire that's roaring and it turns it into fuel. Like it, So it's actually very little to do with what it is you're putting on, but it, the environment in which it's put on. And I think about that, I'm like, freaking hell yeah. It's not necessarily... Yeah, how often times have I seen like mistakes in my life where I go with that and it, whether I embrace it or what I do with that, if I let it derail me or let it pull me deeper into the moment in my own creativity, the results really has very little to do with the mistake that just happened and more to do with what's going on in me internally inside my life. And maybe whether it's music or creativity or just in life in general, maybe the point isn't for me to continue my life just trying to avoid mistakes, but maybe the point is to curate something within me, a creative inner energy that's constantly burning so bright that it's able to turn those mistakes into fuel, whether it's musical or just in my everyday life. And the reason I love all this is because it's, uh, yes, I'm thinking about performance and being free on stage. By the way, I'm going to do uh, an episode here soon about being free on stage and the requirements I need for that because I think that's, I have like a few things that I can do before walking on stage uh, that allow me to be in a situation, like to be like, uh, the have like an environment internally happening so that when things happen on stage, um, I can twist them and use them to make me even more free on stage. But all this is actually about living a curious life also, instead of just existing like I did for so long, believing like, I guess, believing what I call the myth of intentionality. It's this assumption that I've constantly made in my life that everyone doing something uh, that I respect, making something I respect, or just someone that personally that I respect. It's this assumption that they have arrived where they are out of pure grit and intentionality, that they've had this idea all along for the direction of where they're headed. And 
that's just not how life works. I've realized and thankfully music's been a massive teacher of that for me. As it turns out, oftentimes it's the mistakes, the, um, the, ha- the happy accidents as Bob Ross used to stay in the, like his, his painting show back then. We got to have a little, we got a little happy accident painting this tree here. We'll turn, Oh, we'll just turn that happy accident into a tree or a rock. Over here. Like all of these mistakes have the opportunity to lead us somewhere cool and different or simply deeper into the present moment. If we choose to let them. Yeah. What I'm not, saying is this like like cheesy paint over everything oh every mistake is gonna lead you to a better song or like i don't like there's no such thing as mistakes and like yeah i've made plenty of mistakes that didn't lead anywhere uh (laughs) it didn't make anything better let's just say i've made i've been plenty of times on stage where i've played something and let's just say didn't make the evening any better Maybe all of this is a load of crap. Look at look at mistakes. That was such thing as mis- Maybe it's just a continuation of my goal to acknowledge myself and my humanity that I'm not perfect, and no matter w- what I'm doing, no matter what I'm working on or performing or just existing or talking or whatever. Maybe that can keep me curious enough to keep a weather eye out for the cool places those can lead. Hey, I, um, by the way, before you go, I was chatting with uh, my buddy, Michael Shines, and I was saying, I'm going to talk about you on the podcast today, but is there anything you're working on right now that people haven't heard before? I'd love to just share, or like even just a song you've maybe released recently that I can promote or play here. And he said, actually... There's something I finished yesterday. It's not out yet, but it's one of my favorite things right now. It's just a rough reference mix. Uh, but if you want to play it on the podcast, go for it. And so here it is. Uh, Michael Shines, I think he's calling this track Nice Face, possibly. Uh, here's a song uh, that's uh, new to me. I haven't even heard it. as I'm going to listen to. All right. Here's a new track from Michael Shines. As always, stay curious. Have you ever stared at a wall and something just stands out? And then once it's there, it's impossible to forget about. And that's how I felt when I first saw you. Left to right in my bird's eye view. So damn hot, I can't keep my cool. What am I gonna do? And now I want to keep you. I don't want to leave you. Girl, you feel like home. Got a nice face, where did you get it? The kind you only see the once and then you never forget it I got a nice place, you should see sometime That face will look good, baking up next to mine You got a nice face, I got a nice place You got a nice face, and now I'ma see it for the longest time Have you ever been in that club when they turn the lights on? That's the time when you better make your move or just move on Here's my number, keep an open mind You are perfect and I'm alright I think you're who I'm supposed to find Would it be alright if I gave you a call sometime? And now I want to keep you I don't want to leave you Girl, you feel like home You got a nice face, where did you get it? The kind you only see the once and then you never forget it I got a nice place you should see sometime That face will look good waking up next to mine You got a nice face I got a nice place You got a nice face And I wanna see it for the longest time I wanna have kids someday I want them to have your eyes I want them to have your smile 
to carry on now to my best with this arrow through my chest but my love i must confess you got a nice face where did you get it the kind you only see the once and then you never forget it i got a nice place you should see sometime that face will look good waking up next to mine you got a nice face i got a nice place you got a Rob Morgan is an internationally touring bassist on a journey to discover what it means to live a curious life. At thecuriouspod.com, you'll find an archive of conversations recorded all over the world, a map of recording locations, a weekly newsletter, and official podcast merchandise. Rob is recording a daily podcast where he's sharing insights into the creative journey and the secrets to living a curious life that he's discovered from over a decade of traveling the world with music. We here at Curious Endeavors have told him this is probably a mistake and he's an idiot to attempt it, but he won't budge, so that's where we're currently at. We hope you'll enjoy. <laughs> 